So Gina, several years ago, when I was in school, um, we were having a conversation about how we learned about sex and what the family messages were with sex and you know all that that entails. Because if you think about it, there's so much stuff that's not spoken in families about sex. Exactly. When it comes to teaching kids or, you know, the ha- household I was raised in was this whole, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. Uh-huh. And, and largely that was unspoken. But one of our encouragements that we were supposed to do as far as an assignment was to uh, initiate some conversations with other people in our family about how did you learn about sex, specifically other generations. And this just so happened to be a time when we were actually going to go see my grandparents and aunts and uncles, and we always lived, grew up far apart, and so we didn't see each other a whole lot at the holidays. <laughs> and this was one of those times when we were all going to be together. And I told my mom, "Hey, at Thanksgiving ta- at Thanksgiving table, I think I'm going to ask Mother and Grandy, who's my grandparents, how did you guys learn about sex?" <laughs> and she was so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> were you high school or college? This was college. This was in my doctoral program. Oh, okay. And so we were always given these assignments to really stretch our comfort zone <laughs> because that's part of growing, you know, is, is doing things that you're a little uncomfortable with and, and leaning into that and, and then seeing what happens. <laughs> and I'm sad to say I didn't do it. Oh, I didn't, so, I didn't I, ask <laughs> because, you know, you think about it with my grandparents he was an elder in the church by the time he was in his mid-20s. Oh, and, gosh. Yeah, so he was just one of those stalwarts, you know. It was just mm-hmm. – and and I know it, they would not have fallen out of their chair. And I, I mean, they're both passed on now. And I, so I have to believe that they both would have just been straight-faced and honest. And who knows where that conversation would have gone. And I look back on it and go, man, I missed a great opportunity to just see what would have happened. To just yeah. be uncomfortable and lead the whole family through something that's uncomfortable, and at see Thanksgiving what dinner at Thanksgiving, yeah, <laughs> I mean that's a time to be thankful, isn't it? I mean, sex that's really good. I'm thankful for it. So, well, <laughs> this is Sexy Marriage Radio with Dr. Corey Allen and Gina Paris, having some honest conversations, even some stuff that's gone on in the past conversations about sex. And, you know, as the theme song talks about, you know, let's talk about sex. That's that's let's what we're here to do. And and we want to be honest, upfront, straightforward. Anything goes, if it's on your mind, please let us know via the feedback line at 615-567-3996. Or you may email us at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. Absolutely. And I want to add that today's show is sponsored by simplemarriage.net with our own Dr. Corey Allen. If you head over there to simplemarriage.net, you can find free step-by-step marriage courses that will come to you instantly and in your inbox. And we're just here to help you. So uh, Thanksgiving might not have led to sexy conversations at your house, but uh, (laughs) let's talk about turning up our sexual energy and being more attractive and attracted. That's good. That's kind of been the running theme of several shows we've had. Mm-hmm. Uh, started back several weeks ago with the how to be more attracted to your spouse, not necessarily what you do, but what not and not necessarily what they do, but just kind of how to up your interest in them by keeping the energy 
in the relationship by being present and by being attractive yourself by living attractive, which I think that's talking just about confidence and yeah, and being more confident in who you are and how uniquely you were made and how beautiful you are just inherently. Right. So let's talk about how to continue in, in uh, building up sexual confidence. Absolutely. Sexual. So we want to, especially, I, don't, I guess I'm of course more familiar with, Oh, female sexual lack of confidence or just lack of sexual awareness. So, uh, what are some ways that we can see ourselves as more sexual? And what are some fears? What do you suppose are some fears that women have about embracing their sexuality? Well, you know, all my experience as a woman—that was a joke, <laughs> by the way. Wow, thank you. Tough crowd this morning. Um, <laughs> I think a lot of what goes on is been skewed by our society when it comes to the objectification of women and how they are inundated with playing a role, putting something on to be sexual, to be attractive. You know, I think it starts, my daughter's six, and I think it's already started for her of just this whole you have to have this, you need to do this, you need to wear that, you know, you need to be involved in this. And, and that's, so it's very, very hard to combat that. Well, exactly. And so we want to be sexually alive and attractive apart from just being some kind of a sex object. And when you talk about the little kids, you know, uh, lingerie is becoming more and more risque, even for little girls. Like, why in the world does a six-year-old need to wear a thong and little lacy things? It, it's very much a weird growing trend, yes. and, which, of course, you know, my involvement with, with the child trafficking, the whole thing horrifies me. But on the other hand, we don't want to throw out the baby with the bathwater and be so repulsed by what sexuality. So part of the huge uh, benefit of just moving forward confidently and being feminine or being masculine, knowing who you are is realizing that it's, it's not about an act of sex. It's about bringing the power of your gender forward. Yeah. So, so often we just get so caught up with life and with the tedium of what we do every day that we're just not, we're just not even aware of that part of ourselves, not aware of any, anything that is just a fun part of ourselves sometimes. Like there's this desire to escape all the time, escape, get through the day, you know, live for the week. So eventually it'll be Friday. Just get through the day until it's Miller time or, or just putting off being fully present. So, Embracing our sexuality is just partly being comfortable in our own skin. So would you recommend to try to uh, alter that trend slightly and start in the morning when you first wake up and, and kind of a mantra or a thought to have when you first wake up of embracing your gender and embracing your design, embracing your femininity or your masculinity? And, and kind of honoring that or at the very least acknowledging that of, you know, I'm, before the kids come bounding in the room, 
or before you have to get up and get the coffee made so you can get out the door and get wherever it is you need to go. It's, it's almost a spend 30 seconds and just say, I embrace my masculinity today and I want to live in that more today or I embrace my femininity today and I want to feel that more today yeah or one of my friends says embrace what makes you hum mm. so you're waking up mm. and if you want to get scriptural about it you can say thank you that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made so that is a great point because about going to bed and waking up we want it to be something that essentially sensually pleasing right. like I well, throw away the nobody's getting lucky today pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone has them. Absolutely. Absolutely, they do. <laughs> so you don't, you don't need to be waking up in some ratty old T-shirt, going to bed in something so hideous. Pu- so put on something comfortable, but mm-hmm. also a little more sensual maybe. Nothing. Or no. Or if you don't have kids, well, you can't sleep naked. Absolutely. Skin to get, if you have beautiful 400 thread count sheets next to your skin is very pleasing. Yep. So, and just being together uh, is helpful. And we also talked about several shows ago, I'm reminded of um, make your bedroom that kind of a feel as well. Of of add some sensuality, some comfort some elegance, some defining of yourself there. Not that you, I mean, it might be a chicken or the egg kind of a thing. It's, do you create it to help that bring about something in you? Or do you have the stuff in you help bring about what you create? And I think it's a both and. It's kind of a create the environment that fits and speaks to the deeper part of you. Not go through the magazine and find, oh, that is so cool but man it, it, it doesn't but that's what they say i should do so that's what i'm gonna do it's it's more no i want something that's more speaking to me yeah that's a cool idea of, as a husband and wife to find a style that does speak to both of your styles and, and reflects who you are and and make that bedroom really a sanctuary yeah and i've even heard some husbands propose the idea of the sanctuary of the bedroom is hers and he's uh, and he's fine going into it as long as it's not too foo foo or as long as it's not you know over the top, but it is something that these husbands have recognized the importance of. They want it to speak largely more to her than to him. And that's a good. And, that's and good I can advice. understand that. I, yeah, I can understand that philosophy because it is something about setting a mood. Yeah. Of. Not necessarily for sex, but setting a mood of authenticity, setting a mood of sensuality, setting a mood of femininity and masculinity. Well, anything a man can do to encourage his wife's uh, sexual comfort and sexual identity and sexual confidence, anything he does to embrace that, make her help her embrace that is going to make the bedroom more exciting. Yeah. As well as the opportunity to get out of the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's more important. I told you that as women for, for female arousal, <laughs> it's more important that we feel good about ourselves than, I mean, the huge key is, of course, feeling positive towards our mate, but a woman's got to feel sexy in order to even 
well, it's be a, sexual. It's a huge key of feeling positive towards your mate, but it's also a, a, a huge key of feeling positive towards yourself. Yeah, and, to enjoy sex. You've got to feel good about yourself. Well, and to, not even just to enjoy sex, to enjoy your own life, to enjoy exactly. your own creation, to enjoy your own uniqueness, um, to just be confident in yourself and in, in who exactly. you are. And, you know, there's that argument of what's the fine line between confidence and arrogance. And, you know, well, maybe maybe you could go across the line and it, and it become a little more fake and it's pseudo confidence then. But right. confidence to me is it's the removal of uncertainty. It's the I know who I am and I know who I'm not. And then I also acknowledge the fact that I'm evolving because we're not the same people we once were. You know, we've we've changed and we've evolved, but the essential parts of us don't vary that much. I don't think they evolve that much because no, there's some our, uniqueness to us. Exactly, and that spiritual part of us is eternal. So that that's a good fire to stoke as well. So, um, yeah, about how oh, you said something I was going to about our life and about confidence. Oh, not having, I'd say it's not having anything to prove, well, but the difference between being a, a fake confidence and, and a real confidence is if you can come to your partner or you can come at life knowing I've got nothing to prove and everything to give. That's partly why we do this show. There's so much weird stuff on, on the whole sexuality genre. Corey and I don't have anything to prove. We don't need any of our listeners to like us, to agree with us. We're here because we feel like we've got something to give. Yeah. We represent two different marriages, in case you're new to our show. We're not married to each other. But we have two marriages that make us feel like, you know what, if we could impart or or transfer or encourage other people to have a marriage where there's not not necessarily like Corey's or like mine but where there's just freedom to be ourselves and be connected with our mates then we've done a good thing so same thing in your life if you've got nothing to prove and everything to give you'll be shocked at how much you receive yeah and it a, a lot of it just begins because let's move into the how. Let's uh, let's not fall victim okay. to that idea that you and I often do. Of we talk about the who and the what, but we never get to the how. Um, <laughs> buy our stuff. <laughs> that's how. That's it. You have to buy our stuff. That's it. Um, <laughs> but if we're talking about the how, because I think one of the things that we've talked about with this show, with this particular show, is this whole show is more along the lines of don't just have sex, be sexual. Yes. And so it's an acknowledging of your own sexuality. It's it's a honoring of the parts in you that make you a sexual being because from the birth to death we are sexual beings. That does not change. That is an essence in and of itself. And I think it's a blessed part of us. It's talked about in scripture. Sure. I mean it's it it's talked about and and it's honored and it's uh, the word is escaping. It's revered. Yeah, it, I mean, sure. it is. It's a revered part of us and an aspect of us. And so, one of the things on the how how to up your sexuality, I guess you could say, up your sexual energy, your sexual, sexual energy, uh -huh. and and 
we've talked about this a couple times already in prior shows. It's it's being present in your own life. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's being who you are. For me, um, the past couple of days, what I've done to try to just add this add this to a deeper aspect of my own life is I spend a lot of time driving um, because of the situation in my household, my wife has the full time job and I have the more flexible job since I right. work for myself. And so I'm the one that has primary childcare duty. So that means every morning and every afternoon I'm carpool service. So I'm running to pick up kids and I'm running to pick up this. And, you know, as soon as this show's over, I'm heading to go have lunch with my wife. And so there'll be, I'll be in the car a lot. And one of the things I've done is I've turned off the radio and I've turned right. off my phone. And when I'm driving, I'm driving. That's it. I'm trying not to multitask. I'm trying not to do other things. I just want to be present while I'm driving. And I, what I'm trying to do then is let that spill over into the other areas of my life. That when I have lunch with my wife, I just want to be present with her. Right. And when I have a chance to pick up my kids, I just want to be present with them. And the whole hope is at some point when I get a chance to make a move on my wife, which will be soon, <laughs> I, I want to just be present with her. And just That's a good it, practice. And just let it unfold and just see what happens. Because we, get, we have so many scripts and we have so many distractions that just inundate our life and so much clutter that fills our life and fills our mind and fills our day that it's so easy to just, it's what you alluded to earlier, Gina, that it's so easy to be defined by our roles mm-hmm. that we forget our sexual nature. We forget that we are sexual beings. Because people are so stressed. Yeah. People, this, our culture is so driven by stress. And so sex is almost just stress relief. It's, yeah. And so that is beautiful to be present and to, I think if it's our job. It's my job as a wife to manage my own stress and, and not take it out on my family, not take it out on Paul, not, you know, bark at him if he's coming towards me and vice versa you know he knows it's it's not fair yeah. if he is stressed he can't bark at me <laughs> right like a, like yeah, a i don't i don't know of wedding, i don't know of wedding <laughs> vows that have in it you know i will take on your stress so that you don't have to you know i will i will emotionally prop you up so that you don't have to i think there's moments in life and moments in marriage where we do that and and that's mm-hmm. a, a healthy appropriate giving and sacrificing but those are usually surrounding tragedy or major issues yeah. to where, you know, you've got a spouse that's just almost debilitated because of something major has happened in their life. And so you step in and assume a whole lot more responsibility for things, including their own emotional state. You know, you shelter them from things. You don't, you don't bother them with things. But in time, that becomes very, very, very unattractive. Yeah. So it's important to stay present. You Being anxious, so it's just not going to help. So let's talk about how to just deal with the stress of, you know, somebody wrote and said, how can I think about stress when he doesn't make any money? I mean, how can I think about sex? You know, I'm just not even attracted to this guy. He's making no money. The finances are uh, bad. It's always on my mind. How can I relax and have sex? So what do you got? Well, you just do it. You you embrace that 
single moment. Your your judgment of your mate isn't making you or him sexier. There's a really good chance that embracing him and his masculinity, affirming him just where he is, can in one moment, even according to Think and Grow Rich, there is huge financial breakthrough that happens when sexuality is healthy. There's a huge connection between sex and money. Oh, absolutely. So act like you would if he was rich. Okay. Act like act like you are making love to a king, not some pauper. <laughs> there you go. Right. He brought you in the palace. Well, and if you think about it, in your world, hopefully your husband is your king and your wife is your queen. Well, and it's not, not just asking. financial. It's not just exactly. career and it's not just stability or roles or managing a household it's that's who they are in your life that's when you said i do that's what they became yeah that's not very feminist and i uh, completely agree with it and i think there is no greater privilege as a woman than to bring out the best in a man and so it is such a privilege people look at my marriage my wedding pictures and and one girl she really laughed when she looked at my wedding picture she was just one of our teenagers in our youth group and she goes Gina you did good marrying him when he was so young and skinny and broke I said wait are you saying that I wouldn't be able to that he's out of my league now (laughs) she said um I don't know (laughs) so I'm convinced he would not be who he is if he didn't have this woman that believed in him the whole time. Yeah, because that's, was, that's the idea that the what what a relationship can offer to our life is is it can take us places we can't go on our own. And, yeah. And the, so the fact that they are there, the fact that they choose us, the fact that they are willing participants in this in this thing we called marriage changes everything. And that's that's a that's a nice little subtle shift you can make too, is the couples I work with, you know I I've only had one woman come to the to a session, and honestly be able to capture this idea, where she she said I marriage is a priority, I want to stay mm-hmm. in this marriage, but I don't want to feel stuck in this marriage. Mm-hmm. So- that's what I want to work on, and I was like that is a great goal because that's reality what I'm working on with everybody. Sure. It's to change that mindset of I'm not a victim here. I'm a volunteer. You know, I, I, I'm, I, I choose to be here. And, and a lot of that just comes with learning how to be present, to acknowledge where you are, the good and the bad. And then, you know, like you talked about, learning how to soothe our own stress and anxiety. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I think of to do that along the lines of the how is breathing. I completely agree. Learning how to breathe appropriately and, and in a healthy way. You know, those deep, slow, from your abdomen, you know, from the gut breaths, not those shallow, from the upper part of your chest breath. In, in an interesting little side note, when I was in uh, some of the work I've done is with some addicts. Um, when it comes to lots of, I used to do a program with teenagers uh, that were, it was a drug and alcohol awareness program. So it was kids that were caught with, you know, alcohol, underage. And so part of their um, punishment was to have to go to this class. And so we would teach, one of the things we would talk about is, is trying to get them to no longer 
um, smoke as well because most of the kids were, were smoking sure. cigarettes. And some of them were there because they were underage, and you know, since there was so, whatever age limit was given to the to buying tobacco. And so there's actually some research that shows because most people say, "Well, I just get so anxious, and that cigarette just calms me down." And they said what they found in this research is when you first inhale a cigarette. I've never smoked a cigarette, so I don't know. <laughs> this, either. This is true, <laughs> but when you first inhale it, typically, from what I understand, the first two or three drags is pretty deep. Uh huh. And in reality, what's calming you down is the deep oxygen that you're bringing in with it. So you can get the same effect by three deep, slow inhales and exhales will dramatically calm you down. That's the first thing I teach the athletes that I work with. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And we do really deep, profound work on the meaning they give to uh, athletic stress, anxiety. Mm -hmm. And through it all, Again and again, that is their favorite thing they learned in our work together is how to breathe. Yep. So that is so vital. Just breathe. You know, that we kind of sometimes sort of refer to tantric sex, but even breathing together is yeah. a huge, it's a huge builder. Yeah, because there's, there's a synergy that happens in a relationship. One of the things I have discovered that's just a fascinating thing to me is I was working in a high school as a crisis counselor. I was a crisis and support counselor at one of the high mm-hmm. schools here. And so I would have kids coming in, in in various states of anxiety, usually. You know, it was test anxiety. It was family stuff going on. And I had a girl come in that she was basically having a panic attack. Mm-hmm. And it was over. I don't even remember what it was about. Uh, something She just had too much going on. And it was all coming to head at one point, And she was just freaking out. And so she came in and she sat in my office and she was talking. And so she had that real shallow breath going on mm-hmm. and she was real fast with her pace. And so one of the things I just tried out, cause I had just um, discovered this, but never had really tried it was I matched her with, yeah, her, with her breathing and her talk with her pace. And so I just made a conscious effort as, as I was talking to her, I just tried to make sure my pace and my breathing was exactly like hers. And I kept it just at that same level for a minute or so. And then I started slowing mine down. Right. And she slowed hers down subconsciously, which is just incredibly cool to me. Look, to, look to, at you, Mr. NLP on it. <laughs> well, there you go. I mean, but, but it's just that idea of within a marriage, exactly. we feed off each other. And most of the time, we feed, what we feed off most is the negative. It's that anxiety. It's that stress. It's that tension. And it just feeds each, each other. Yeah. You know, your spouse has had a bad day and they come home and it infects the whole household. Mm-hmm. Well, the reverse can be true as well. You know, you can come in and it, when you can center yourself and you can soothe yourself, you can be a tremendous blessing to those in your house. Absolutely. St- strengthen yourself. Sure. And they can feed off of the good parts in you. That yeah. when, when they're <laughs> when they're nervous and anxious about something, and you're sitting there staying really calm and collected about it, they can feed off of that and and generate their own energy from that. Well, yeah, that's exactly right. That's part of what you learn in martial arts as well to to control your breathing. Yeah. If you need more energy, you tend you if you focus on breathing in. Yeah. When you need to relax, focus on breathing out. Yeah. And, and so both that it's very powerful. And as you do to try to shift 
from stress is born out of fear and it's born out of scarcity. So if you shift to focus on what we're thank, what you're thankful for, gratitude is so healthy and we're so ridiculously blessed in this country and in the whole Western world. If you're listening to this on an iPhone, you are richer than 90% of the world's population and yet we tend to be so anxious and so to focus instead on every little thing that you're thankful for that is such an energy that's completely aligned with sexual energy so sexual energy that's not bound up is an energy that's that's thankful and an energy that's powerful and an energy born out of love because energy really just leaves the brain as love or as fear Mm -hmm. so it's a matter of shifting how you how you're going to process what you're looking at. So choose to look at what what you have to be thankful for and let it make you hum. Mm. <laughs> I like humming. I know. It sounds very pleasing. It is. But it also, it's it's speaking to something much, much deeper exactly. within us. That we, it seems like I spend so much of my time on the surface level things. You know, on, sure. on the surface level, surface aspects of my life and the, and the surface aspects of my day that I can look back on a day and, and easily wonder what just happened to today? Where did it all go? You know, because I just missed everything. Exactly. And so I think what we're talking about is the idea of slowing that down and experiencing it and, and being present within it. And then see what happens. Because there's no script. I mean, we've talked about this. I've mentioned this several times mm-hmm. already. If you've listened to any of the shows in the past, there's no script to make better sex happen in your life. You can, mm-hmm. you can go out and find those books on, you know, how to <laughs> make better love and all these different techniques and all these okay. different, you know, the, from the love doctors that are out there. And I've got some of them. And, and there's sure. some good anatomical kind of suggestions that okay that's a good thing to know and but there's no way to make it happen better in your life when you're not present in your own life exactly we do that with everything we do that with raising our kids yeah sometimes i'll look at my life and i'll think this was my dream at one time to have a husband and uh, a bunch of kids and raise the kids and live in a beautiful house by the golf course and do you know sometimes we can reach all our goals and what the daily life is still so daily that we miss it we miss the joy of eating a good meal, of taking a hot shower, of wearing beautiful clothes, of looking in our children's eyes, of having conversations, of learning something new. The whole experience of life is meant to be so beautiful. So what and uh, beautiful, erotic, non-erotic, whatever experience, it's all sensual and it all plays in to your sexual confidence and power just when you're able to be present with no judgment and with gratitude all right so let, let's wrap this up with a, a a homework assignment this time let's add okay. something new to the show yeah something Love. something to try an experiment if you like will. a sexy dare that could work i don't i don't know if it <laughs> for what i have in mind okay. and, and, and you can help me kind of shape this <laughs> as a woman okay. so what i'm thinking of is is a way to try to acknowledge your own femininity and your own masculinity and and the essence of that okay Okay, so it's going to be different for men and women 
but one of the things I would encourage you to do, and this this is framed with the idea of you got to keep the sexual energy in the relationship. Okay, that's that's where one hundred percent of your sexual energy goes. It's just to your spouse. Yeah, we're sticking with that. Yeah, because that's 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 paramount. I think that's what breeds a healthier life and a healthier sex and a healthier family and a healthier community is when everything when everything is is funneled where it needs to be where it's where it's supposed to be and designed okay so in that framework so with that framework we're in christmas shopping season (laughs) so one of the things my wife and i do and i don't know if this will fit for every couple but this is this is what comes to my mind because one of the things my wife and i do and we've been doing this past couple years now is we each set, a, set aside a day when the kids are in school. So that gives us six hours, and we go Christmas shopping together that day, and we just make the whole day of it just together. It's just a day to go. We have dinner. We have, we have, we have breakfast right if we drop the kids off, and then we head out and start shopping, get all the lists and everything done, and then we have lunch, and then we come back home, and we wrap all the gifts. Wow. And, and we unwrap one gift. Hint, hint. And then we head up, and then we go get the kids. <laughs> from school so this time what i'm suggesting is plan a time to go someplace public together as a couple very good go together but kind of shop separately don't always be hand in hand kind of give each other some space but and the whole point is to just kind of be watching your spouse to just kind of be checking them out you know it's kind of like that idea as a guy you know, if, if you were a player when you were younger, of you always had that radar of other women mm-hmm. that are present. Well, have that radar, but have it only be focused on her. And just and, and I guess beforehand, both of you go and and be comfortable. Don't put on the this is my sweats, I don't want any kind of attention. Yeah, exactly. Outfit. But don't go slutty. <laughs> don't don't go out of control across the board. Don't go astro medallion, you know, or or, or whatever <laughs> for the guys with the shirt all the way unbuttoned. You know, just go mama. go comfortable and confident as you. You know, put on what makes you you. You know, so it's yeah. coming from the internal parts of you, not something that you put on externally. Well, and it means that you're interacting with other people. So so yeah. you know. Uh, you're looking people in the eye as you're shopping and you're in your role, you're being fully you with people that are around you. And, and as you see that in your mate, yeah, it's very, yeah. And just, and just kind of watch them and, you know, yeah, choose, and, right. And, and just kind of be on the lookout for what goes on and, and how, how they carry themselves and, and what they do and who they are and who they're talking to and how they walk and, you know, just kind of, and and just be present in that, and see what <laughs> see what stirs. I mean, I'm okay. That's gonna be very fun. Yeah. I have to. Uh, that makes me think of something sort of embarrassing, though, because last week or so, Paul and I went shopping, and I hate it when he does this because apparently I must not be that aware. But I feel like I'm always aware of him. So you know, he's taller than average guys, and he was wearing a gray sweatshirt, and so I knew where he was in the store, and so. Then I noticed him looking at all these sports caps, and I thought that one of our kids might like one. So I kind of come up to him, and I grab his arm, and I'm like, hey. And he looked at me, and it, was, it wasn't Paul. I was so horrified. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so sorry. 
Well, I, I, that's, know, guess that's, it, I it's good you didn't go up and I, grope him or something. Then. I know. It was really embarrassing. And so I looked at Paul, who was still clueless in his own little department. So I said, um, I'm sorry. But when he saw the height and the coloring and the gray sweatshirt, he totally got it. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I think so, it's, it's so not. The point is be more aware. Right. And it's and it's also I mean, this is a little more planned it's it's not just go and go to separate parts of the mall because then you can't see each other so it's more i mean i know at at a lot of the department stores you know there's sections that are all kind of they're strategically lined up and and so if she's looking for something for somebody in the toy or the sporting goods department well then you can be you know right across the aisle or, you know, you can be, you're, you're kind of together, but you're not. And so it allows you to be able to see each other. I mean, the same right. thing could be done at a restaurant yeah. or at a bar. Or a bar. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if yeah. that's something that's a part of your world, that one of you arrive a little earlier and then the other come in and don't, don't go straight to each other like, hey, I've been waiting for you, but just kind right. of mill around a little bit and watch each other. Do it at Christmas right. parties. This is what my wife and I do this a lot at Christmas uh. parties. Because, you know, typically it's the inner office Christmas party, and I don't know everybody. I know three or four right. people, but I don't know a lot. And so she's milling around seeing everybody, and I'm just sitting there just kind of watching her. Mm-hmm. And I love That's that. Good. I love that time just because of just watching her. In and, her element. Yeah. Kinda in, yeah. That's a good example. Parties, uh, the bar, so, restaurant. Yeah, you're doing that because you're, you're trying to – be present, acknowledge what you have, acknowledge and celebrate who you're with and who you are, and then let unfold whatever unfolds when you get back together at the end of the day. Yeah, that's awesome. And then let us know. Call us on the feedback line. Give us your story. Tell us what happened. <laughs> Send us an email. Tell us if we're off track. Maybe this was just totally a ludicrous idea in assignment. Who knows? Yeah, maybe your wife bumped into an old boyfriend and it went downhill from there. <laughs> I hope that does not happen. (laughs) But even if it does, keep all the energy in the marriage. Absolutely. And that stuff can be worked through, straightforward and honestly. Yep. And remember our sponsor today, stopbysimplemarriage.net. And you'll like what you get there. Sign up. And we look forward to hearing about you, how things are going for you. This is Sexy Marriage Radio. Find us at sexymarriageradio.com. Email us, feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. We want to hear from you. Hope you have a great holiday season, and we will see you again next time. All right. Have lots more sex. Let's talk about...